Hi, this is Tim Jones, creator of Sour Grapes Comic Strip, and you are listening to the So Wizard Podcast. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizard. You are thinking, you said people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 250 of the So Wizard podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. All this over a puppy. (laughs) And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Reagans. It was an honor to fight you. I'm a big fan. (laughs) You are listening to So Wizard Podcast. Three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly. This week, we're going to talk some nerdy news. And then we've got a review and reaction to John Wick, Chapter 3. Parabellum. But before we get into all of that, how's everyone doing this week? Aubrey, what's going on? Uh, summer classes have started. Oof. So I, know I had like limited time off. So I am starting those. Uh, so that's about it. That's all I got for this week. You didn't want to take a summer off and, and relax? or? Nope. I want to graduate in the spring. Oh, okay. All right. Good for you. It's good to have goals. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Ellis Regans, <laughs> how the hell are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I just got back from. Just so you know, Mark, that was voted as your favorite, the favorite mangling of your name <laughs> by our uh, Patreons in the secret Patreon Facebook group. Mark Ellis Regans. Yep. Okay, perfect. So I can go out and commit crimes and just blame it on him. That's right. Nice. Yes. <laughs> and then kill him, and then it's double jeopardy. Oh, that's right. Starring Ashley Judd. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's go do some crimes, man. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. You were uh, telling us how you were. Yeah, I'm good. Um, I just got back from um, South Africa where I had to let Arnold Schwarzenegger know what I felt about Terminator Genesis. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. (laughs) I thought that guy looked familiar. That wasn't me. That was Mark Ellis Regans. That was Marcellus Regans. (laughs) (laughs) It was not me. Just like Shaggy said. That's right. Um, Excellent. Uh, I myself am freaking tired. So I guess that's uh, par for the course, isn't it? Yeah, I was just about to say that. What else is new? Yeah, nothing new there. Uh, Yeah, I worked last night, came home. uh, I had to run some errands in the morning when I got home from work. Then uh, I sat down and watched Game of Thrones. I went to bed. I got up. I mowed the lawn. And here we are. But enough about us. Let's ask a question, you guys. 250 episodes. We're not going to get crazy with the anniversary stuff today, but how do you feel about 250 weeks in a row of podcasting, Mark Ellis? That's a great question. Uh, I don't even know how to answer it. You know what? I I did hear um, one of the things that we were lucky enough to do was participate in the the live stream for the cure kind of marathon uh, to help raise money uh, to find a cure for cancer. And uh, one of the things that I took away from hearing from all the other podcasts is that it's nice to have a producer, <laughs> like someone who actually like <laughs> produces the show for you. Like, that's nice. Why didn't we ever, th- why didn't we ever think of that? 
You have to pay we, for that. Though. Yeah, I was going to say, we probably have to pay for them, and uh, we're broke. God. Yeah, that's either got to be your girlfriend, boyfriend, significant other, or somebody you pay. So. Ah, you know, suddenly uh, sci-fi speed dating sounds <laughs> sounds kind of promising. <laughs> I don't care what Get you look like. That. Tell me about your editing skills. <laughs> exactly. What do you look for in, in, a, in a spouse? Uh, how is your editing? Can you edit this like relatively quickly? And uh, get... Are you here for gay, straight <laughs> uh, editing, actually? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. How about you, Aubrey? 250 weeks of podcasting in a row. Um, It's a little surreal that we've made it to this point that has been 250 episodes. Um, I like that we do charity episodes, by the way. I think it's really special. It's probably the longest I've ever committed to anything. Um, yeah. I was actually talking about this in therapy. <laughs> What are your hobbies? And I said, well, I start doing things, and then like midway through, I stop doing them because I don't, I don't care to finish them. And for some reason, consistently, I have done this for 250 weeks. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yeah, I mean, I sometimes can't believe that this is where we're at at this point. Um, it seems like only yesterday we were uh, recording for the first time and. It was crazy and it sounded terrible and we had no idea how long this was going to last. And here we are almost five years later. Uh, we haven't missed a single week despite some crazy stuff that's tried to make us miss weeks like audacity, taking the show and shredding it into uh, God over a th- over fifteen hundred individual eight second unlabeled <laughs> clips. Yep, It was amazing. I can't believe to this day that uh, our former host tom van zant uh was able to take that and edit it into something that was unbelievable that he did that i i I, we were all just like let's just re-record and he's like no 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 i don't know what it was maybe it's a thing of pride he's like f audacity i'm doing it myself but uh yeah that and then you know just from where we started to where we are now i mean we've cracked the itunes charts a few times i mean we got press passes for new york comic-con this year it's it's crazy. It's crazy. It doesn't seem real. It doesn't seem real. But that's that's what you get, kids, when you're consistent. You don't have to be good. You just have to show <laughs> up sometimes. You know, the the beauty of this is I think like all of the, the equipment that we started with five years ago is pretty much the same. Like we kept it very bare bones. And uh, throughout the years, it's still pretty much exactly the same. I'm literally using the same microphone, and most of the books I have my microphone stacked up on are the same. So, <laughs> <laughs> I want to send a special shout out to <laughs> Guillermo del Toro uh, for writing The Stand. <laughs> no, what was it? Oh, sorry, excuse me, for writing The Strain, because that book has been in this stack for a long time. <laughs> have you, you enough? You've read oh, those. Sorry. You've read those books, though, right? Yeah, yeah. I've got a uh, Gundam. Uh, let's see. Uh, Stephen King presents eleven twenty two sixty three, Death Troopers, which is a Star Wars EU book about zombie stormtroopers, uh, Fall of Hyperion and Hyperion from Dan Simmons, uh, and that's it so far. So, uh, I'm, if I keep shrinking in my old age, I'll have to remove books from the stack. That's amazing. I think you should get a new set of books like every year for every anniversary. I'll have to hit up the used bookstore because that's the budget we have for the show. <laughs> you just go to Goodwill. They're like a dollar or something. Yeah, there's a gigantic um, 
thrift store in our area. I don't know if they have it throughout the United States called Savers. Um, and they always have really bad Star Wars and Star Trek EU books. So it's a good place to stock up. Nice. All right. Enough about us, guys. Let's talk about us. Mark Ellis, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast? All right. So everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, you also find movie reviews from yours truly, uh, Netflix and Amazon streaming picks from our buddy, the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Uh, you also find our merchandise there, so you can purchase some of our T-shirts. Look good while you're representing the podcast. Uh, another great way to support our show is by doing your sh- Amazon shopping through our website. There's a A, Amazon logo. You click on that A, you order the things that you want. It gets delivered by Amazon, and that way you'll be helping out So Wizard Podcast. Uh, it, it looks like we sent you there. Uh, another great way to support our show or to, to get in touch with us is through our social media links that we keep on that website, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're there. Uh, you can also find us on a Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone. We're on Podbean. We're on Google Play Music. We're on Podcoin. And you can stream us through Spotify. We also have a Patreon page that you can support us uh, every month uh, with a small donation and receive bonus content from everyone here at so wizard uh shout out to all of our so wizard i'm sorry shout out to all of our podcasting buddies friends of so wizard all over the world uh back to you joey there was doo-doo feces thrown all over the walls the floor the ceiling and it stunk so bad I was not expecting that. All right. <laughs> She'd be used every time we talk about the DCEU. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, before we jump into the news, I just want to give a special shout out. Like Mark mentioned, uh, we were on the live stream for the Cure podcasting marathon uh, against cancer, fighting to raise money to fight cancer. Uh, special shout out to Nick and Justin from the Epic Film Guys for inviting us on and running that thing. They smashed their goal. They made over $8,000 for charity, and uh, I believe that's going to be matched by a charity as well, so it's going to be double that. Uh, it's just amazing when the podcasting community comes together. Our segment was terrible because we had a lot of technical difficulties, but uh, maybe next year. That was mostly Mark's fault, let's, let's be honest. It, it was my fault. We tried. We tried. But the most important thing was money was raised to fight cancer. And huge shout out to those guys for letting us be part of it. So enough about us. Seriously, I'm done talking about us. Let's talk about the news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right. So this week in nerdy news, we actually have like a, a lot of topics that I'm going to try and zip through as quickly as I can. All right, let's do it. Hit us, hit us up quick. Quick, hit it and quit it. So let's start with the uh, the big one that's been going on for the past couple of days. Uh, it looks like we might have a new Batman for the uh, cinematic universe. Uh, Matt Reeves' Batman, which is coming out in a couple of years. Uh, the rumor has it that it's between Robert Pattinson and uh, Nicholas Holt, uh, with Robert Pattinson being the being a main guy, being a, the, the lead person that uh, uh, most likely is going to get it. Now, of course, obviously, with it being a Batman casting, 
the internet lost its mind and everyone's upset and blah, 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 blah. It's typical. Uh, I have no issue with Robert Pattinson at all. Uh, I know he's made some other movies besides Twilight. They got some good reviews. Um, if you ask him how he feels about Twilight, his answers are pretty funny. But uh, I have no problem with him. I think he's he's a good choice to, to be Batman and Bruce Wayne. Uh, can't, considering that we already got like Christian Bale as Batman, like I'm good. I feel greedy asking for anything more than that. Uh, but I, I have no problem with it. What do you guys think are our pets as Batman? Uh, let's start with Aubrey. Okay. So he was shit in Twilight. Who wasn't shit in Twilight? Exactly. In Harry Potter, when he was Cedric Diggory, he did pretty good at playing like this macho kind of suave kind of guy in the fourth Harry Potter, the Goblet of Fire. So he has the ability, I think, to do Bruce Wayne. I just I don't know. It's weird. I'll have to see it. I'll have to see a trailer with him in the suit and him playing Bruce Wayne in order to really be sold on it because I just feel like any casting is going to be weird. I can understand that. All right, Joey, what about you, man? How do you feel about our pets? Well, we've watched Twilight for this podcast. Um, I think we're two movies into the Twilight saga. Yes. So it's certainly um, my, my initial reaction is, is just like, oh, God, no. You know, oh, no, 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 no. Look at this dude. Um, but then, you know, how many times have we been proven wrong as fans for casting? Um, you know, I mean, I remember back in the day, people hated Michael Keaton being cast as Batman. And I, I in retrospect, I thought he was great. I know you don't like him in it, Mark. <laughs> no, I mean, I like I love Michael Keaton. I just don't buy him as millionaire playboy trained by ninjas. Bruce Wayne. I don't buy it. Right. Right. Uh, but in that for that Batman movie, in that era of how superhero movies were made, I thought he did a good job. Um, you know, I I've never I don't think there's ever been a perfect Batman. Ben Affleck. Yeah, I was going to say Ben Affleck is probably what? the closest other than being <laughs> old. Oh, my God. You seriously didn't like Affleck as Batman? No, Aubrey? no. I loved Christian Bale. In in Batman versus Superman, he was terrible in Justice League. I hated him. Yes. I didn't like him. I rejected um, the feeling. <laughs> you know, Keaton wasn't quite there. Uh, you know, Val Kilmer not really feeling it. Clooney was a really good Bruce Wayne, but I a just terrible don't think Batman. He wanted to be. Yeah, I think if he wanted to be the part and if he wanted to actually try, he could have been great. Yep, I didn't like Christian Bale as Batman. I thought he was a fantastic Bruce Wayne. And, you know, I got to tell you, man, Affleck was probably the best one out of all of them for the complete package. But uh, when they announced it, I shit all over Affleck as Batman. So mm -hmm. shame on me. You know, same thing with Heath Ledger as the Joker. I was like, what? A Knight's Tale? Are you kidding me? Um, and, you know, he probably has the most iconic portrayal of the Joker in live action. So yep. who are we to judge if Team Edward wants to be Batman? <laughs> um, you know, I'm, he, it's not like he's going to show up on set with fucking Twilight hair. <laughs> It'd be all pale. I know it's hard to let it go, but um, at least we'll always have three more movies in the Twilight Saga to watch. Oh, God. Hopefully we can get uh, Kirsten Stewart as Catwoman <laughs> and uh, Taylor Lautner as the Riddler. Oh, I was thinking more Nightwing. He's got he's got the martial arts background. I say he actually wouldn't be a bad Nightwing, but 
I think it would be funnier if he was like man bat or something that would turn into like a hairy monster. Uh, uh, Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, we'll see how it shakes out. It hasn't been official yet. They haven't officially announced it. But usually when there's rumors like this, most of the time they turn out to be true. Benedict Cumberbatch is not playing Khan in uh, the second Star Trek movie. And it turns out he was. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure our Pats is going to get it. And I'm fine with that. I'm totally cool with it. All right. So sticking in the uh, Gotham City uh, playground, uh, we also got our trailer for the upcoming Batwoman TV show on the CW. It's uh, going to be premiering as a crossover episode with The Flash uh, at the end of this year before moving on to her own TV show next year. Uh, I know a lot of people were giving us some flack on the Internet. Uh, what did you guys think of the Batwoman trailer? Let's start with Joey. Um, <laughs> it looked very CW. Yep. I'm still not. I didn't watch the Else Worlds. Excuse me, Else Worlds crossover. So I didn't see that in action. Obviously, I love Ruby Rose, but it had a lot of CW tropes. Like everyone is attractive. <laughs> <laughs> My Burger King Kids Club of Diversity friends. You know, like <laughs> there's a huge romance. Right. So yeah, it had a lot of CW tropes, but I, I I'll check it out. I think we may end up just watching the pilot, at least for the show. But what scares me off of these CW shows at this point is I fell behind on all of them. Flash, Arrow, Legends, Black Lightning, when I started working at night because I'm not around to watch shows from 8 to 10 at night. And once you fall behind, it's I get to, it's like next to impossible to catch up. I don't know how anyone catches up on on these shows. Because they're 22, 23 episodes a season. And, and I don't have 24 hours of free time a week just to devote to watching these shows mm -hmm. to catch up. So it, it's it's very tough for me. I'm probably about two and a half years behind on all of them. So I can't say for me in my situation, I'm going to actually physically watch all of Batwoman if it's going to be 23 episodes. But I didn't think it looked bad. It just looked very – you know what you're getting. The CW Arrowverse presents Batwoman. You knew exactly what this was going to look like. And guess what? It looks like it. So, Yep. All right, Aubrey, what about you? What did you think of this trailer? You know, I – I wholeheartedly agree with Joey. It it really does. It looks like a CW show. There's this huge romance in it. It's all about the different diversity and how much diversity they can slam into one show. And I got to tell you, I, I'm years behind on every single CW superhero show that they, I haven't even started Supergirl. I have gotten through like I don't even know how long how much I've gotten through of Arrow and Flash and I really love Flash but I can't seem to ever fucking catch up and uh Supernatural I just started watching it again because it's impossible to maintain any of these shows and so that's a big huge turnoff to watching them it took 10 years to do eight seasons of Game of Thrones you know it's it's that I can maintain. I can maintain once a week. I can't, if that, I mean, possibly. I can't maintain multiple times a week. I can't maintain all of these freaking episodes a season. It's impossible. Riverdale. I've maintained somewhat of Riverdale, but I'm always a season behind. 
Yeah, I love Riverdale, or I love the first season of it. I haven't watched anything after that at all. And now that one's getting a spinoff, too. So now there's, like, more. Yeah, and it's impossible. It's really impossible to, to keep up with them, and that's what that's a huge turnoff to them in the first place. So with this, with I don't know much about Kate Kane's story. I don't know. Yeah. I know Barbara Gordon's story, so that I would definitely wa- probably watch more of than Kate's. But you know, I I don't really know much about Kate, so yeah. Oh, I'll I'm gonna wait until like a, a season finishes up, and I might like dive into it a little bit here and there. Like I haven't been I haven't been watching the CW shows either, but I did kind of catch up a little bit with Supergirl when uh, John Cryer joined him as Lex Luthor. And they're doing the uh, the Red Sun storyline, and it's actually pretty good. And, you know, the, I, and I said it before: the fact that they can have a Lex Luthor with a Miss Tessmacher and a Otis, and keep it in that kind of like humorous Superman the movie type of way, I, I enjoy it. So I'll probably finish up with Supergirl. Um, as far as Batwoman goes, like I said, I'll wait until like a season goes through, then I'll I'll dive in here and there and see what's going on. Um, one of the things that I did, one thing that I I did not like about it was uh, Lucius Fox's kid, I guess, is designing a bat suit now. Uh, I didn't even know Lucius Fox had a family. It's just, it's weird. Uh, but the other thing that I did love about it is that uh, Rachel Scarston is playing the villain. Um, and she, Was that supposed to be Mad Hatter? That's the other thing that I was confused about. Like, it's that, if Mad Hatter was a dude. Yeah, I don't. That could be it. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if they flipped some of the genders around. Um, but I don't think, I don't know if they actually spelled it out who it was, but I, I wouldn't be upset with that. But, I mean, that's an interesting villain to choose. I'm mm-hmm. all for it because I love Alice in Wonderland and I think Mad Hatter's really cool. But I don't, it was just, I don't know. Oh, Rachel used to play Black Canary on the Birds of Prey TV show back in the day. So to see her go from a hero on one show to be the villain on another Gotham show, I thought was pretty cool. So good for her. All right. So, uh, yeah, so like I said, it comes out December 9th or the first crossover Flash episode, December 9th. So maybe we'll check that out. All right. So then in the next bit of uh, Gotham City news, we got a trailer for the DC animated movie Hush uh, based on a 2002 comic book series by Jeff Loeb and Jim Lee. Uh, I haven't read this book in forever, uh, but I do remember it being good. I do remember having a rebuy issue number one because I had um, my original issue number one I had signed by Jim Lee years ago. Uh, so I remember the story being good and I'm I'm debating whether I want to reread it now before the movie comes out or just wait and to watch the movie and be surprised by uh, what I remember being a, a twist ending. Um, but the trailer looks like every other DC movie. They don't really say a lot. They don't really explain a lot. Um, but I do remember the story being pretty good. So, Aubrey, were you uh, are you familiar with the story at all? And did you get a chance to check out the trailer? I haven't read that story, but I am familiar with Hush as a character. Um, they did really good in Arkham Knight with having Hush in there. So I'm I actually I have said previously on the podcast I don't care much about animation movies. Uh, but I probably will check this out. I did like the Killing Joke, and that was animation. So I probably I'm hoping to like this too. Well, you like the Killing Joke animated movie? I did. Wow, you're the only yeah. person I know that liked that movie. 
I know. I did. I <laughs> I really did enjoy it. I loved the book too. The book was fantastic. Yeah, I loved the book too. I thought the movie was trash though. Um, Joey, what about you, man? Are you familiar with the Hush storyline? Uh, yeah, of course I am. It's a great entry level Batman storyline. I don't mean to say that to be a jerk to you guys, but I mean it's a it's got great art. It's an easy end. There's not a lot of backstory or anything you need other than uh, you know some basic Batman knowledge and. I mean, you can't go wrong with Jim Lee art, so it, it's great. I really do enjoy that story. I'm interested to see how they adapt it for an animated series I or uh, animated movie. I hated the Killing Joke movie. Sorry, Aubrey. It's okay. <laughs> I didn't like – as soon as Batman was banging Batgirl, I was like, I'm out. I'm done. That's kind of weird. Sorry, friend. But – yeah, I'd be interested in checking this out. I never usually watch these DC animated movies because I'm not going to buy them and I don't have the universe app. Yeah. So every now and then one might pop up on Netflix and I'll check it out, but it's not something I hunt down. So They put a bunch of them on Hulu too. Um, oh, really? They had like a ton of them before. I watched like I got caught up on uh, like when they did the, the New 52 series and they started to make the animated ones and each one was like tied to the next one. Uh, I watched like a bunch of those one day. Um, so yeah, if you look at look at Hulu, they're probably there. You'll probably find some there. Sweet. All right. Okay. So, and uh, speaking of Hulu, for some reason, Stephen King wants to uh, just spread his seed all over the place. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's gross, and that's exactly how I meant it. Uh, he has the Dark Tower set up at Amazon. He has the Stan set up at CBS All Access. We got. It Chapter 2 coming to the theaters this year, and now he has Eyes of the Dragon. It's going to be on Hulu. Never heard of Eyes of the Dragon. I, I guess it's a medieval story, but it's Stephen King uh, with another story on another platform. Uh, Joy, I would imagine you're familiar with the story being a big Stephen King fan. What do you think of this, dude? Um, I don't know. <laughs> what? It well, I, I like this book a lot. It's so different than a lot of his other books. I'm not the biggest Stephen King fan in terms of his books. And the reason is no matter how uh, he comes up with these great concepts. And just for me, I know other people pound through these books and love them. But somewhere in the middle of these books, they just seem to meander into like other crap. And it gets so boring. And you're just like, well, get back to the fireworks factory. You know, like, let's go. Like, I, I, I've read a bunch of his books. The only novels of his that I actually love and like pounded through like quick were uh, all the Dark Tower books are fucking phenomenal, which makes the shitty movie even more disappointing. <laughs> but uh, this is good. This is a, a, a good book, especially for Stephen King. <laughs> um, it's just a different setting. It's very uh, Dungeons and Dragony, I guess, which is probably why Hulu grabbed it, because they had a good relationship with Stephen King from Castle Rock. Right. And they're looking for their Game of Thrones. So. All right. Yeah, I don't think there's a date for it yet. It's just coming out soon. But uh, yeah, I'll take a look at the trailer and see if it looks good. Maybe I'll check it out. Aubrey, I know you're a big uh, Lord, of, Lord of the Rings fan. I think this might be kind of geared towards that a little bit. Uh, how do you feel about this? I haven't read the book, um, but I I am a big medieval fan. And just hearing that it's Dungeons and Dragons is exciting for me. So I'm excited to see the trailer. If they come out with a trailer, I'm excited to see what they have to fill that void in my life. 
<laughs> There's a lot of uh, connections between this book and Dark Tower, so I don't know if they're going to keep that stuff or change some of the character names, but yeah, uh, it, it's it's interesting. All right. All right. So then uh, speaking of other, uh, I guess, franchises on a streaming service, uh, HBO debuted the trailer for His Dark Material, uh, a TV show that's... Uh, We've kind of it seemed familiar to me when I heard the title. Uh, it's the 2007 Golden Compass movie, uh, but redone as a TV show. Uh, I I'm pretty sure I saw that movie. Nicole Kidman, Daniel Craig, uh, a polar bear with a, a harness. Uh, but I I I don't remember liking it, and I don't remember anything about it. Uh, but for some reason, I guess these books are famous, and we got a trailer with. Uh, uh, Professor X in it, uh, X-23, and uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, for some strange reason. Uh, so, I, I don't know. It's going to be an HBO. I, I might check it out. We'll see we'll see how uh, some more footage looks. Uh, but, Aubrey, this is uh, from the, I guess, kind of from the studio that did Lord of the Rings, in a way. Uh, how do you feel about his Dark Material trailer? I read The Golden Compass when I was, like, 11, Okay. Um, and I don't remember it too much. I didn't when I saw the trailer. It looked really familiar, but I just wasn't interested in it. I'm. I don't feel like I'm going to be interested in it. Watching it. Hmm. Okay. Enjoy. What about you, man? Get this trash out of here. <laughs> Come on. It didn't look that bad. No way. First off, I just want to put it out in the universe that I don't read these books and I never saw that movie. So when I get to the gates of heaven. And St. Peter's like, hey, did you watch that shitty atheist <laughs> Harry Potter ripoff? I'll be like, nah, man, that looked whack. And I'll be like, come on in. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't I, I didn't think uh, first of all, I'm not like 11, so I'm not going to read the books. Second of all, uh, I didn't watch the movie because one, it looks stupid. And two, Nicole Kidman. Oh, uh, <laughs> and three, Nicole this is Kidman. Yep. Three, this is, uh, you know, now the second time this franchise has been regurgitated, I guess. Like at, the first time was Harry Potter movies are popular. Let's shit out a movie based on this. Right. And now it's uh, we have we need Game of Thrones is popular. So let's shit out a movie based on this. Um, I'm, I'm good. I'm all good. I'm all set. Even though I'm interested because I, I liked uh, that girl in Logan. Right. And I wouldn't mind seeing her in more stuff. Um, but uh, this is not it. This ain't it, Chief. Well, if you are a fan of this, if you read the books and you think this might be a good show, you're in luck because it's already been renewed for season two. So, uh, oh. yeah, his dark material is going to be all over your airwaves. Whether Plus, you like his it dark material sounds like <laughs> interracial porn. <laughs> Coming to blacked.com is dark materials. <laughs> oh, God. All right. All right. All right. So then in um, in a video game news, uh, PlayStation was taking a page out of the Marvel handbook and said, you know what? We have all of these characters. We have all of these stories. Why don't we just make our own studio instead of licensing them out to other studios? So uh, they announced PlayStation Productions. Uh, they have 100 video games, and the goal is to do what Marvel Studios did and kind of farm their own films based on these characters. Uh, now, I don't play video games, so the only way I know of these characters is by the movies. Uh, but it seems like an intriguing idea. Um, no other video game company has done this before. I think they might be able to pull this off. 
Aubrey, how do you feel about PlayStation starting their own movie studio? Um, there's nothing I distaste more than movies based off of video games. <laughs> so this is like your worst nightmare come true. Yeah, what are they going to fucking have? A, mo- a Sackboy movie? What? Well, what are they going to do with that? In Uncharted is already a movie. It's called fucking Indiana Jones. <laughs> so what are they going to do with that? Are they going to have an MLB The Show movie? What exclusive <laughs> PlayStation games are they going to turn into movies? Because there's three right there. And they, and little Big Planet movie sounds fucking stupid. Uncharted is already Indiana Jones. And why would you create a baseball movie? You know, and I, I think this is stupid. Fuck Sony. Stop making stupid ass decisions, Sony. Seriously. All right, Joey, what about you, dude? How do you feel about uh, PlayStation Studios? Yikes. Really? I, well, I'm just scared of Aubrey's reaction. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, Sony owns a movie studio, and until Jumanji broke out, the only hit movie they really had was Spider-Man. Right. <laughs> so they have all these IP, and they're going to use it. Um, it, you got to kind of dig deep to see what the heck they have. Uh, like there could be a really cool God of War movie. Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, there's a, there's a mid budget, you know, action movie based on uncharted somewhere out there. That's going to be good. Um, you know, kill zone. I'm just thinking off the top of my head, uh, Aubrey's favorite video game, the order 1886, uh, <laughs> And I, maybe the games aren't that great for some of these, but the concepts are kind of cool for stuff. So, you know, th- there's definitely stuff there. Uh, whether it actually turns into anything, who knows? But I think if if we could get a kick-ass God of War movie out of this, I would be happy with that, you know? I just don't know how many games that they have that they could really keep this going with. Like, there's it can't some... be a, It can't be like a cinematic universe or any bullshit like that. But, you know, digging into these IP for cool movie ideas is fine. <laughs> yeah. I just don't know if it's sustainable for them. Well, they've been sitting down with the with uh, Kevin Feige and um, with the, uh, the Warner Brothers president, you know, to just kind of feel things out and make sure that they're heading in the right direction. Uh, some of the titles that they did talk about in the article was Uncharted, like you said. Uh, Tomb Raider, which is already set up with another they studio. Don't own Tomb Raider, though. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That is what they mentioned in the article, and so was um, Metal Gear Solid, which I know they, they don't own the rights to that either. The guy who did um, that King Kong movie has like a really hot take on a uh, Metal Gear Solid. That's probably going to happen, but it, you don't think that that's because that's under their umbrella. They they have a a way to make that into a movie. No. <laughs> they don't. They don't own the rights to those. Konami owns uh, Metal Gear, and uh, Eidos owns uh, or what kind of what is it? It's Square Enix now, right, Aubrey? Yeah, Tomb Raider. They own Tomb yeah. Raider. Oh, yeah. That, that's one of the things with PlayStation. You know, Nintendo can always fall back on Mario, Zelda, uh, all those franchises that they own, no matter what. Sony doesn't have that huge back catalog of of stuff. I mean, like we said, Uncharted, God of War. Um, uh, the Last of Us would be a good one, too. Um, oh, yeah. Someone did say that, too. I have no idea what that is, but I know um, it's a popular game. I'm trying to think of some other stuff. Siphon Filter from back in the PS1 days. But anyway, uh, you know, they have some franchises, but they don't have that huge 
back catalog of stuff like Nintendo can, or can dip into. And Microsoft's in even worse shape. They have like Halo and Gears of War, and that's it. But I got. Uh, I don't even think they have Halo. Well, they, Bungie doesn't have Halo anymore. Yeah, Microsoft owns Halo. Three Four Three Studios makes all the Halo games. Before yeah. they suck now. But. Yeah, so I I don't know. We'll see. As long as it's not some stupid cinematic universe. But to be fair, if they went like crazy, like stupid with like Captain in the Game Master, <laughs> not to age myself, like idea, and and went with video games, that might be kind of ridiculous too. But I guess we'll see. Mm, could I could I ask for a Parappa rapper video? Oh game? my God! Could we get a Parappa the Rapper would, animated movie? Would be had be hobby as Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> oh my God! Now she would play somebody else in the game. Probably she could be the chicken that's like. Crack, crack, crack the <laughs> eggs into the bowl. Uh, make it happen, PlayStation. Well, That's Bad Baby as Um Jam or Lammy would be great, too. All right, never mind. <laughs> I go the Rain Man as Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> Let's do it. Book it. All right. So then in a couple of other just bullshit stories uh, that I don't think mean anything, but it did come up this week. Uh, supposedly, they're making another Wolverine movie, and Charlie Hunnan is in the... Uh, he's being looked at to play Wolverine. I think the story is total bullshit. Uh, if anyone's going to be handling Wolverine, it's going to be Kevin Feige. So there's no way they're going to announce this at all. Uh, Charlie Hunnam might be up for another role, but it's definitely not Wolverine. But since it was came up, what do you guys think of him as Wolverine? Uh, let's start with Aubrey. I like Charlie Hunnam. Um, I think he'd be a great Wolverine. Honestly, he'll be great at any any role that he's cast at. He'd be kind of a good saber tooth too. Be interesting to see him in a villain role mm-hmm. as as Cybertooth. Uh, but I would take him as Wolverine. I don't care. And he's great. I loved him in Sons of Anarchy. Anything else I've seen him in, I love him in. He's great. All right. All right, Joey, what about you, man? Sure. Um, <laughs> I, I had never even thought about him as a potential for Wolverine. But now that I think about it, it's really not that bad. Yeah, it it's could, fine. I have like zero, like honestly, I have zero reaction to it other than, oh yeah, that'd work. Yeah. You know, like I'm not, it's not like somebody announced like, I don't know, like Robert Pattinson was going to be <laughs> Wolverine <laughs> or something. But um, uh, this is, news is very strange because Marvel's already said we're five years out bare minimum from any X-Men stuff. Right. Um, so I don't know why they would be casting, but then other people, insiders, have said that just because we're five years out from X-Men movies doesn't mean we're five years out from X-Men characters. Uh, something maybe in the works for Disney Plus where they introduce us to some of the characters there and then it's be- it slowly rolls into a movie at some point. So uh, maybe we'll get a Weapon X Disney Plus mo- uh, TV show. There's no way that's going to happen. It's a good idea. It'd be happen. really cool, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know where this, what this rumor is or where it came from, but uh, I, I think it's bogus, but it's not the worst casting I've ever heard. Right. And I would suggest, uh, you know, if you want to see more Charlie Hunnam, he's in a movie with called uh, Pacific Rim with uh, Robert Pattinson <laughs> and Tom Holland called uh, Lost City of Z. Which isn't that good, but at least they're all together. Batman, Wolverine, Spider-Man all together. <laughs> All right. Um, and then the last bit of bullshit news is there's a True Lies TV show for the Disney Plus streaming app, which is going to be written and produced by Mick G. Again, you would think that Disney would be the ones to announce this or 
James Cameron or someone would announce it, but this news came from McGee's mouth as he was being interviewed. Over. Yeah, I don't think he was supposed to announce. <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> not. What happened. It gives you an idea of the type of uh, uh, fast and loose he's playing with this. So uh, I'm pretty sure Disney's looking at this going, "Yeah, dude, we uh, we were gonna let you do that show, but uh, you can't keep your mouth shut, so <laughs> we're not doing it now." Uh, but I don't know. I like True Lies. It always felt right for a TV show. I don't know if I how much I trust McGee to do it, but uh, I don't know. What do you guys think of uh, True Lies TV show, Joey? I love True Lies. Um, you know, again, James Cameron is God when it comes to making movies. So, of course, True Lies is amazing. I, I don't uh, want to see a TV show based on it. And I certainly don't want to see a TV show based on it by Mick G. So, <laughs> yeah. What did he even direct other than uh, he did the first Charlie's Angels, right? He did both Charlie's Angels. Yeah. Oh, okay. And he did uh, Terminator Sal- Salvation, so he loves oh, that. Oh, uh, well, he loves that right James up. Cameron, dude. Um, yeah, no thanks. Uh, though I, I, that was probably the last, uh, the last of Drew Barrymore being smoking hot. So, what if it's, uh, what if it's with Elijah Dusku as the grown-up version of uh, the True Lies character? That would be awesome because I was just going to say they're probably going to gender swap all characters, and uh, the Burger King Kids Club of Diversity <laughs> is going to show up to be everybody's friends. Tom Arnold ain't walking through that door, folks, uh, which right. is probably a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really trust someone's judgment who marries Roseanne. Oh, God. <laughs> that is true. All right. But uh, yeah, it's, it's fine. Whatever. I, I'm getting Disney Plus anyway, so fuck it. I'll watch it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Aubrey, what about you? How do you feel about a True Lies TV show with uh, Mick G at the helm? I've never even watched True Lies, so. No. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> yeah. What? No. <laughs> when did it even come out? I don't even. <laughs> Arby wasn't even born when that movie came. Yeah, out. <laughs> I feel like it was before my time. Yeah, I don't even know if that movie will play well today. Um, Nineteen ninety four. See, I was three years old. <laughs> yeah, and no, I'm kidding. <laughs> and somehow I I haven't gotten around to watching it. I watched a lot of other movies when I was younger that were way before my time, but. That one didn't seem to make the cut. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Maybe we'll save that for, uh, we'll do like an Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, <laughs> presentation when, he, when I'm not kicking him in the back. <laughs> I just add it to the list of Aubrey. And I was thinking that I should just do like a YouTube video of me watching videos off of the list of Aubrey, but I can't exactly put those movies right. on YouTube. So plan fell through in my head before it even went to production <laughs> Sorry, we'll, we'll figure something out all right okay so uh so that's it that's all i have for like the news um i do know that uh uh and before we get into the review there was a little bit of uh game of thrones that happened this week so uh, i wanted to get you guys reaction on uh the final episode of game of thrones uh whoever wants to go first i i knew so if if you haven't watched Game of Thrones yet, turn this episode off, go watch it, come back to us. You should have watched it by now. Um, so I knew that John was going to kill Daenerys. I guessed that episodes ago. I'm super disappointed that Bran was king. He's my least favorite character by far. I've hated him since the beginning. Ever since 
He was pushed out of a window. I fucking hated him. Least favorite Jesus, character. He didn't even do anything. He got pushed out a window. It's not his yeah, fault. But then he just sits there for the rest of the thing, and he's got this voice going now, and he's, oh, I just want to punch him in the face. He's just fucking annoying. I can't stand him. So I, I think any ending would have been somewhat disappointing because it's the end of an era. It's, you know, eight seasons of perfection. Everybody just didn't want it to end, so they were disappointed. I don't know. I I wish that Cersei had a more violent death. After all of the violent deaths that she has caused, I wish that she had a more violent death. Jamie, I feel like they took his entire development and just crushed it. That was sad. Uh, I did like how they came back and John finally pet ghost. That was funny um, because everybody was bitching about that. So I don't know. It it's sad that it ended. I'm just kind of like, okay, I, I guess that's the end. All right. Joy, what about you, man? How did you feel about the ending? And, and did it, the, when the, uh, the ending leaked a little while ago, did, it, what, did this match up to what you saw before? Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you said that, I was like, well, I wanted to be like, we have a sound clip for you. But then I knew that you would know exactly what I was saying. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> <sighs> I was really angry. Uh, Daenerys got killed. She had 25 minutes left in the entire series to make it through. And she got killed. It's not like really a race, f- dude. <laughs> it's, a, it's not like a marathon. Well, because it's Game of Thrones. So, I mean, that's the thing, first of all. is like It was never going to be an uplifting, happy ending. Like, you know, John and Danny weren't going to get married. She wasn't going to take the throne and live happily ever after. We all knew this. Um, it was going to be awful and depressing because that's what the show is. Um, yep. But I was really pissed off that she got killed and then a dragon, like, took her body away. And then that was it. You never saw or heard from her again, you know. And man, she looked really fucking hot when she was giving a speech about <laughs> marching on the rest of the world to free everybody. Ugh, it was like the hottest she ever looked in the show. <laughs> I don't know what Jon Snow's problem was. I would fucking burn every city if I get to hang out with her. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it was all right. I, there were things I liked, there were things I didn't like, but none of it was egregious other than I was pissed off that they killed Daenerys. So. It certainly wasn't the best ending, but it wasn't the worst ending either. I mean, it wasn't Dexter or uh, Lost. So, all right, all right. So, I, I, oh. I did enjoy that there was a a plastic water bottle visible. No, <laughs> was there the last scene? Yeah. No. Yep, right by uh, Sam's foot, and uh, in the council at the end, there's a plastic water bottle. <laughs> See, that's why the show ended, man. They just didn't give a shit anymore. They're like, we can't stand filming in these cold-ass conditions. The next thing that we do is going to be on a beach somewhere. Hawaii Five-0 or some shit. Fuck this. Yeah, we're getting out of here. They didn't give a shit this season. There's just fucking coffee cups, water bottles everywhere. Yep. Yeah, I really wish they had... I don't understand. I don't know if it came from HBO or the showrunners or what, but they really could have taken this season and cut it into into two more seasons. Like it didn't need to be shrunk down to six episodes. We could have had a whole season for the Battle of Winterfell and a whole season for the Siege of King's Landing. Like it didn't need to be all smooshed together like it was. I think that's part of the problem people have with the last season. But I mean, it is what it is. I feel like the Battle of Winterfell should have lasted longer. It 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 only being one episode was just 
disappointing. Yeah, it and, should have been lit better too, so you could see the fuck was going on. Yeah, you couldn't see anything, and it was the it was a battle that they had been amping up to to do for like six seasons, probably even longer than that. Probably more like seven seasons that they that it's become a problem and become apparent that the White Walkers even existed. And and you do it in one episode. It was supposed to be the biggest battle of the entire show. Yeah, I, I'm gonna guess that budget restraints played a part in that. HBO was probably like, "All right, this is how much we're gonna give you for this season." And they looked at that amount and was like, "All right, so I guess we're only gonna do a few episodes, and most <laughs> of this money is gonna go to this one episode, this one big battle." Now, do we have enough for lights? No, no, no. That's all right. Well, somebody, I forget what the name of the guy is that he worked on uh, Lord of the Rings and on, specifically on the Battle of Helm's Deep. And, and someone asked him, well, where did all the lighting come from during Helm's Deep? <laughs> and he said the same place the fucking music came from. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just kind of have to say, yeah, it's a fucking movie. You know? <laughs> it's a TV show. It's fine. Um, I, I will say in the battle Winterfell and Mark, you didn't watch anything. So this is all spoilers for you, but I loved when you couldn't see the army of the dead coming. It was just dark and all the Dothraki rode out with their swords on fire. Yeah. And instead of seeing the fight, you just see all these swords on fire in the distance with people yelling and they're going out one at a time <laughs> until the whole army's dead. So that's, all. I that was a, great fucking shot but uh, it, it just didn't live up to the hype for that battle so all right well yeah i like i mentioned before i checked out of the show a long time ago um i think it's funny that everyone's upset with it now because that was me four years ago yeah well i mean th- for me that's part of it too is like what were you expecting like this show has never been about happy endings or you getting what you want from the storyline so <laughs> I don't know what you were expecting. You know, like I said, I would have loved for uh, you know Daenerys and John to get married and live happily ever after uh, in King's Landing, but that was not going to fucking happen, no matter what. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, I'm le- more disappointed that some stuff wasn't more fucked up. You know, like Cersei should have suffered, and instead she cried to Jaime and died in his arms. Like that's lame. She should have suffered. They I will say, tortured her. I did like the scene at the end where. Uh, it's like the King's council was meeting <laughs> and it was like Bronn and uh, Tyrion and they're like, we need to open the brothels immediately. <laughs> 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 so I thought that was, it was, it was that was funny. And, and they had the, it was like a kind of a knock at the, at the uh, viewers and the book readers when uh, Sam had basically written the story of what we just watched and, Tyrion's like, uh, where am I in this? Am I portrayed well? And he's like, yeah, you're not really in it them. Wow. <laughs> People complaining about the book versus the show. So I thought that was funny, but you know, it's fine. It is what it is. I don't think it ruins the show, but I don't know if I'll ever sit down and rewatch it either. So, mm, well, these guys, their next big thing is star Wars. So, uh, I'm sure the internet will be happy with, uh, whatever they put out. Oh, God. <laughs> Darth Revan for Nice Deal Republic is going to show up in a potato sack. <laughs> all right. All right. So, um, yeah, so that's it. That's all I got for the news. All right. So we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and review John Wick Chapter 3. Hey, what's up, everybody? I hope you're having fun listening to this episode of So Wizard Podcast. But did you know you can actually get paid just for listening to us? 
I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. We've just discovered a new app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Here's how it works. You listen to the podcast you love, and you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin in for gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks, or if unlike me, you're a good person, you could actually donate it to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. Here's what you got to do. Download the free app right now on your iPhone or Android device. I've got a special code for you. Simply use our code WIZARD when you sign up and you'll get 300 PodCoin just to start off. If you listen to enough of us on there, you can get a drink at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card and it's like I gave it to you. So go ahead, go listen to this podcast or any of your other favorite shows on PodCoin and sign up with the code WIZARD. It'll change the way you listen to podcasts. And we're back. All right. So we all had a chance to see John Wick Chapter 3. Let's get a quick impression, non-spoiler, and then we'll go into spoilers and tell you what we thought of the movie in depth. Aubrey, what'd you think? Um, I don't really like action movies. Oof. Man. What? Yeah. What? No. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't really like action movies, so I tried to go in with an open mind. I just was not interested. All right, now, Aubrey, your assignment this week was to watch the other two John Wick movies. Did you watch those? I didn't get to watch the second one. Okay. But but I did watch the first one, and I spent the first hour sobbing on and off over the dog. But you made it to the end of the movie. I did. I, I pushed through... Mostly because, so I watched it in Josh's home theater and he has an actual like theater room where he has reclining chairs and everything. And so I was in one chair and the dog died and I fucking lost it. And so he had to move chairs and sit in the chair with me and hold me (laughs) the rest of the movie as I sobbed on and off. So that's the only reason why I made it through. I had somebody consoling me. Oh, it was like I'd stop crying, and then something would remind me of the dog again, and I would just <laughs> lose it. Oh, and Jesus. It was at a point Josh was like, what is wrong with you? I've never seen you so hysterical. And I was like, I don't like watching movies where dogs die. All right. No more <laughs> horror movies and no more action movies for Aubrey. Moving yes, forward. No a dog's journey for Aubrey. Yeah, I, know. I saw I saw the commercial for a dog's journey when we went to go see Detective Pikachu and I almost started crying during that and I was like, Come on, we gotta get it together. <laughs> yeah, I started crying when I saw a preview too for a different reason. <laughs> he looks like shit. I can't hit dogs. I if it was a cat. You know, you fucking hit cats with your car all the time because they're assholes and they run out of the road. (laughs) We we do? (laughs) I see dead cats on the side of the road all the time. Jesus. It's because they just walk in the middle of the road. I I have no emotional attachment to cats. But dogs die? Oh, no. I can't. can't. Shit got serious. Oh, boy. All right. Mark Ellis, how about you? (laughs) I don't know how to follow that. Um, (laughs) I, you know, I, I, I like the first John Wick. I thought it was was actually really, really good. Uh, I liked the second one. I haven't revisited it in a while. I only saw that once in the theaters. The third one blew me away. I could not believe how good this movie was. I was stunned. Excellent. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I went to see this with the kids on, over the weekend. Uh, we've Me and my son and my daughter have both seen the first two. 
all three of us love the first two movies. And I got to tell you, I fucking loved this movie as well. Yeah. I thought it was phenomenal. And some of the action set pieces were incredible. So, yeah, man. Fuck yeah. John Wick Chapter 3. I loved it. But there's not really any other way to talk about this without spoiling it. So if you haven't seen it, or maybe you haven't even watched any of them, get your ass in gear and check it out. Because now we're going to drop the spoiler sound drop and we're going to spoil the movie. Spoiler alert. I had seen the future and I had to prevent it. <laughs> All right. Give me some things you liked about the movie. Aubrey, I know you weren't into the action movie mm-hmm. uh, vibe, but there had to be things you liked. I mean, I like Keanu Reeves as an actor. I think he's really awesome. I liked the, I did like the like the uh, action in the movie. I thought that it was well done, and knowing that he does his own stunts too is really cool. I did just it. I don't know. I wish I had a better story from it too. So even though, like, I did enjoy those things. I did enjoy that it had really cool fight scenes. They kind of got boring for me, though. Um, but I I liked that the dogs lived. When important. they shot that dog. <laughs> I was really pissed. First of all, the whole theater gasps. Uh, my daughter and my son were like, no. Yeah, I was. <laughs> they, were, they were like. What? No. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, thankfully, it, it was a fake out. Was, and I was also thinking, oh, fuck, because I knew that you weren't going to handle that well. I was so pissed at you and Mark. I was like, these I motherfuckers, was just, they, they, I just told them I cried for an hour. I was just like, all right, well, there won't be any more dogs dying anymore in these movies. And the, <laughs> we shoot some fucking dog. I'm like, oh, God, what did we do to Aubrey? <laughs> I was so mad. You guys are lucky I didn't see it first because I'd have just fucking walked out of the movie. But the dog lived. He's wearing a bulletproof vest. So. He did. I was I was really glad. And then I was excited to see the dogs attacking all the other people. That was really cool. How about you, Mark? How about some things you liked about the movie? Hmm. I really liked all of the set pieces, all of the action set pieces. Uh, they each were uniquely different, um, but they each kicked ass, uh, like a lot of ass. I was ready to stand up and applaud after the whole dog sequence. Uh, I had no idea that Halle Berry was that dope and uh, that they could milk that much action out of uh, the two of them and the two dogs attacking everyone. That was like one of the best action sequences I've seen on the big screen in years. I was so thrilled with that. So, uh, yeah, all of the different action pieces, I liked the way that they were all different. And uh, I thought those were amazing. That's probably the best acting I've seen from Halle Berry, too. I didn't like her, and I like her as Storm because I just like Storm. So I don't care who plays her; I just love her as a character. Mm-hmm. But that was probably the my favorite role that I've ever seen her in because she was really just gritty. Mm-hmm. Joy, what about you? What did you like? Uh, like about it? Um, yeah, I'll echo what you said, Mark. I loved all the different action set pieces and all the inventive ways that they had. Uh, different action set pieces from fighting some like seven foot tall guy in the library Yep. to the fight in the, uh, I don't know, I guess it was like an antique weapon collector's <laughs> house where right. they kept smashing into the cases and grabbing different things and knives and stuff. Um, I think the dog sequence, I'll echo what you said. You guys both said that sequence with Holly Berry, the two dogs and John wick, uh, fighting like 400 guys. I thought that was fucking phenomenal. 
just the different uh, ways they use the dogs, um, the different attacks and everything. It was just so good. Oh, my God. It was so good. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And uh, I, I really love that they had uh, two of the guys from the raid. Yeah. And they didn't just have them like stand around like in The Force Awakens. <laughs> it wasn't Kanji Club. Um, and my son was very happy uh, to see actors from the raid. <laughs> That's one of his favorite movies. So, nice. and it was great because they were just like had an awesome fight, and they were just like, "Oh, it's a pleasure to fight you today, Mister Wick." <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, we see them again. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I thought that was great. I really did not have very many problems with this movie at all. But speaking of problems, Aubrey, is there, what did you not like about the movie? Action movies just really get boring for me. Um, so it was just endless, endless action. And I wanted more of a story. I really like movies that have a good story. I like video games that have a good story. If it has a good story, I'm going to notice. I'm going to say something. I'm going to love it. But I didn't feel like there was much of a story to this. It was like, I must go see the person that's higher than uh, the table. And then he, he takes half the movie to get there. And then... He tells him to go kill his friend, and then he takes half the movie going back and defending his friend. It's just boring for me. Um, and then his friend betrays him at the end. So it's just, it didn't. I didn't have a huge buildup to anything. There was no huge buildup to anything. And so that, I think, is why I was so bored. Okay. How about you, Mark? Something you didn't like about the movie? Uh, well, you know, I, I just want to say, Aubrey, I can definitely understand where you're coming from with that. If if that's the if if the movie is ninety percent action and you're not into action, you're looking for the other ten percent story. I can definitely see where you wouldn't like this because I, I I will echo the storyline for this wasn't that great, and it and and I was okay with that because the other two movies have a the first one has an amazing storyline. It's very simple, but it's very direct. Uh, the second one, it gets a little bit convoluted, but it's fine because it works within the story and has the action sequences to uh, to back it up. This one, even though the story was very simple and not really dramatic, I looked at it like the like Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones is either he's chasing the Nazis or the Nazis are chasing him. It's that's it, one or the other, uh, and that's the way I looked at this movie. I, I just want an excuse. Just give me a good a good excuse for him to take out the bad guys. That's all I want, and uh, that's one of the the struggles with this movie is that it, it you can feel them like try to find a way to get it to that point where he has to take out bad guys, but once he does, once they get to that point, it's it's all gravy. So um, yeah yeah the storyline I, I can see was a little weak, but the action sequences totally made up for it in my eyes. Yeah, I'll kind of say that really the only I I love all the little um, world building stuff they do in these movies. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we learn about, you know, the assassins table and the the markers and, and, you know, the I forget how you even say the word, but the lady with the shaved head. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The the adjudicator adjudicator, uh, shows up and like all that stuff. Um, You know, I loved all that. But I don't know why it was so stupid. I, I thought that when he went and found the guy that lives in the desert, yeah. I was like, this is fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like, what does this guy do? Just live in a tent in the desert and wait for people to, <laughs> to try to find him? Yeah. <laughs> is that what he does? And then like, 
Yeah, I I think that might have been a little too goofy. Yeah. For John Wick. Um, but that was really the only thing. And like Mark said, the storyline is mostly there just to get you in between set pieces, which is fine with me because that's what I go to this movie for. So. Right. All right. Any of the uh, other characters besides John and Holly Berry that you guys were into? Uh, Mark Ellis. Oh, God. I love uh, Mark Dacascus. Yes. Holy shit. Like when he showed up, I'm like, oh. Is he oh. the concierge? No, he's the the uh, chef, the sushi oh, okay. chef that gave her the uh, blowfish. Okay. Um, like when he showed up, I'm like, oh, good. He's, he's back to doing action movies and he's playing a chef, which is ironic. But his character was so cool and I was so glad to see him lighten up the mood towards the end of it. I thought he had like some of the best lines uh, towards the end of the movie. So yeah, I loved him. I thought he was great. Yes. Um, Aubrey, how about you? I like the concierge and the dogs. <laughs> I laughed when Braun showed up, but that was about it. And I didn't really care for his character. But the concierge, I was like, yes, kill them all. He's a badass. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I got to echo Mark. I loved Mark DeCasas in this movie. I thought he was awesome and really funny. Um, I'm sad that he died. Maybe I'd like to see him again. Yep. Um, we didn't get common in this movie, Mark. Yeah, he's busy doing other stuff, man. He has like TV shows and other movies to do. Well, maybe he can come back in part four. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they wanted him in there, but again, and they had to we had to figure out a way to do it. And it's like, eh, <laughs> that's too much thought. All right, I got a uh, text today from. Uh, I, I signed up for this like John Wick thing that texts you, <laughs> and I got a text randomly today that told me uh, John Wick Chapter Four is coming out May twenty. 20- First, yep, 2021. And uh, I guess we we can say it right now that we are not going to make Aubrey go watch that one. <laughs> yeah, I guess episode 300 of the uh, <laughs> podcast or episode 240, 298 of the podcast. You will not get Aubrey watching John Wick. I'm I'll excited. go, but I might fall asleep. <laughs> I'm excited about it. So the kids are excited about it. Mark's excited about it. Keanu Reeves' bank account is excited about it. <laughs> Do you think Keanu Reeves can keep up with another one, man? He is not the young whippersnapper that he used to be. Uh, they'll make it work. Yeah. They'll make it work. All right. Any final thoughts on John Wick Chapter 3? I mean, there's not much to discuss here other than gushing over action sequences. <laughs> Any final thoughts, Aubrey? Um, No. All right. Mark Ellis? Uh, I... I did want to say that towards the end, before the third act, I was sure that this movie was going to end uh, because the second one ended with a, a cliffhanger to like get you to part three. When they said that all of the they were going to get like the top bad guys to go to the Continental to get John Wick, I'm like, oh, obviously this movie's going to cut to black and you know get ready for part four. Like, there's no way they're going to show that for part three. And or and not only did the third act give you exactly what they said they would, a big shootout in a Continental. But the bad guys were wearing bulletproof armor. It was one of the most amazing third acts I've seen in a movie. I just loved it. I loved it so much. So um, God, that was so badass when they would have to pull their helmet up a little bit and mm-hmm. then shoot them. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it was so awesome. Could I am? This is hands down. This has got to be one of the best part threes of a franchise that I've ever seen. They right. they actually they broke the code. Good so good for them. If you like action movies, God, go see John Wick three. Even if you didn't like the second one too much, go see three. It's amazing. 
Awesome. Well, I mean, I can't really say more than that. So let's get a score of this bad boy on a scale of zero to five. With this five being the best. Aubrey, what do you got? Um, I'll give it a four. Because <laughs> wow. I, I assumed that if I did like action, I would really like it. And the dogs lived. Yes, and the dogs lived. And that's really important. <laughs> Excellent. How about you, Mark Ellis? Uh I have to give it, uh, I don't normally give like uh, the the quarter marks at all. I can't give it a five out of five, but I definitely don't want to give it a four and a half out of five. So I'm going to break my rule via John Wick and give it a 4.75 out of five. That's crazy because that's exactly what I gave it, Mark. <laughs> Look at that. 4.75 out of five. Um, very few quibbles, though there are a few. Yep. And it's pretty close to perfect for an action movie. So I would suggest if you haven't seen it and if you haven't seen any of the other John Wick movies, I don't and you like action movies. I don't know what you're doing with your life. if You haven't seen these. So awesome. Uh, thanks, everybody, for talking about John Wick Chapter three. Let's get into our Patreon feedback question for the week. Every week, time permitting. And topic permitting, we send out a question to our Patreons. They give us an answer. We shout it out in the show. This week, the question was, what should HBO adapt next to fill the void of Game of Thrones? Now, me personally, I said Attack on Titan, which unfortunately is an anime. Why don't you understand that anime belongs in the trash? In the trash. But, uh... And it does have some terrible Japanese live action movies, but in terms of a dystopian future, a long sprawling uh, storyline with twists and turns and ultra violence, uh, I think they could make a hell of a TV show out of it. Uh, Aubrey, you have any ideas for something that you would want them to make to replace Game of Thrones? Um, I think a Mass Effect or a Dead Space show would be really oh, cool. Mass Effect would be fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I think they could do it really well. If they give it the same budget that they gave Game of Thrones, oh, imagine it. Ah, perfect. Uh, Mark Ellis. Uh, I have no idea. It, it, no every, idea. Everything that I want is being made. Uh, mm. So, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I have nothing. I wanted Runaways. I got Runaways. You know, they were making a wider last man. Speed Racer is bound to come back at some point. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have anything. All right, well, let's see what our Patreons had to say here. Uh, John from Pina Comics Podcast went with uh, the comic book Scalped by Jason Aaron, which he said is a gritty crime thriller that HBO would excel at. Never read it, but uh, maybe I will after that recommendation. Uh, Brent from Home Video Hustle wants the manga Berserk, which I've heard is phenomenal, but I have never read. Randy from Cult 45 Podcast went with Harry Potter, a TV series of Harry Potter. I don't really want to watch anything involving Harry Potter. Um, and also uh, Brian K. Vaughn's Image Comics Saga. Oh, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Brent then came back with Metal Gear Solid. Uh, Randy countered with more Firefly. <laughs> Maggie from Rock Candy Podcast jumped in with Neil Gaiman's Sandman, but please don't fuck it up. And uh, Adam Wallyhawk went with something called The Name of the Wind, which is some sort of fantasy novel series that I've never read. It, you would actually probably really like it. It's oh. a really big book, um, but you would probably like it. It's got it's like an alchemist 
type thing. The guy Full is, Metal Alchemist? Uh, the guy's like an alchemist, uh, and there there's a whole society of alchemists, and uh, you got to go to a special school in order to be an alchemist, and he gets kicked out and everything, and he's traveling around. Hmm. 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 So it basically, it's going to look really good underneath your microphone. Exactly. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and finally, uh, Amanda, uh, So Wizard senior political correspondent, uh, guest of the show, has uh, thrown her hat in the ring for Saga as well. So that was the one that got the most votes. Uh, I would love to see a Saga adaptation, but God, I don't fuck that up. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our Patreon feedback question this week. Every week, if you want to get involved, you can support us on Patreon at the $1 level and uh, get yourself mentioned on the show with your answer. But that is what we've got this week for So Wizard Podcast. Let's get some recommendations. Call it a wrap. Aubrey, what do you got for the listeners this week? Oh, shit. Um, oh, shit. Spaceballs. <laughs> Everybody go pre-order Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 because the first two are fucking fantastic. So go pre-order it and buy it when it comes out. Yes. Yes. How about you, Mark Ellis? Uh, yeah, I want to recommend everyone check out a movie on Netflix called See You Yesterday about two smart kids in New York who build time machine backpacks and uh, decide that there is a reason for them to travel back in time. It's a, a serious, serious reason. Uh, but this is a, it's a type of movie that, Joy, me and you were talking about before. It's kind of like it's for teens, but it's not like for little kids. Uh, it's It has like some very mature themes and mature... Uh, language uh but it's it's a time travel fantasy movie uh but it's on netflix it's called see you yesterday see you next tuesday is the sequel (laughs) awesome well i will recommend that you go to sowizardpodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week links to all our social media accounts on the right hand side of the page movie reviews streaming picks so much more sowizardpodcast.com don't forget to subscribe to us on itunes apple podcasts Spotify, Podcoin, or just about any podcatching app under the sun will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, search So Wizard Podcast. You can find exclusive video content there every week, as well as you can sign up and support us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash So Wizard Podcast. That'll get you exclusive episodes of the podcast every month that other listeners don't get this month. It's the only way to hear our 20th anniversary retrospective of The Phantom Menace. Star Wars Episode 1. And uh, recommendations. I am going to recommend a comic book called The Immortal Hulk by Al Ewing uh, for Marvel Comics. It's a reimagining a little bit. Not really a reboot, but the Hulk is back from the dead. Bruce Banner was dead for a while. He's back, and it's got more of a horror vibe. A lot like the original uh, first six issues of the Hulk comic strip. Uh, It is fucking awesome. That sounds cool. It is so good. <laughs> and uh, I I can't recommend it enough, especially for a modern comic from Marvel, which is not an easy thing to find a good one. That is fucking great. So pick up Immortal Hulk. Huge shout out to Epic Film Guys again and uh, for having us on the live stream for The Cure. And that's going to do it for episode number 250 in a row of the Soul Wizard podcast. Next week, we're going to be talking about Disney's live-action Aladdin, but that's going to do it for us now. Thank you to my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Das Vidanya. (laughs) 
and the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. All right, this week, Schwarzenegger. Next week, I'm coming for you, Stallone. Wakanda forever. God. When are you going to dropkick Steven Seagal? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Good journey. <laughs>